Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Faith is something you grow in if your faith is fed and exercised. It doesn't just develop by reason of time. Uh, Jesus you know, spoke to people uh, on more than one occasion talking about, he'd say, where is your faith? Uh, how is it that you have no faith? And sometimes he'd say, oh, ye of little faith. And a few instances he said, great is your faith. How many would like to get into that category, the <laughs> great faith category? Well, it so happens it's available to everyone. It really is. And it is not that hard to get there. It has to do with being discriminating in what you let yourself see, hear, listen to, think about, talk about, because whatever uh, you feed on, it gets in you. And that puts fear in you if, you if it's the wrong thing. And most of the stuff that you see and hear in this secular world will put the wrong thing in you. Questioning skepticism, doubt, fear, worry, anxiety. But his words, oh, thank God for his words. His words, anointed by his spirit, they are life. They are health and medicine to those that find them. They are spirit and they are life. So you want to get some more of those today? Me too. Come on. Come on into the class. Father, we agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, the utterance, the quickening of your spirit, teaching us. Uh, your spirit is our teacher, and he does reveal to us all things from you and guides and leads us into all the truth and even shows us things to come. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you look please in the fifth chapter of Mark today, Mark 5. Let's continue in our study on faith for healing. We've looked at seven accounts of uh, individuals healed in the ministry of Jesus. And now we're on number eight, <clears throat> the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. This is recorded in Matthew 9, Mark 5 and Luke 8. And um, for time's sake, we'll uh, start in Mark 5 today in the 25th verse. It says, A certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. On yesterday's class, we talked about that for a while. 
how faith is fully persuaded. Faith declares with full confidence the outcome before it sees it, before it feels it. As long as you're talking about, well, we hope so, we'll see, we sure need it, we sure want it, none of that's faith. You got you to get things uh, resolved. You have to get questions settled. That's why Ephesians talks about that. Don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So that lets you know you can find His will. He expects you to find it and know it. Romans talks about this as well. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That proves you can find it. You can get it. It also proves that everything that's happening is not necessarily the will of God because you wouldn't need any discernment about the will of God if everything that's happening is the will of God. No, you need discernment to distinguish this is not the will of God. Don't accept this. Resist this. This is the will of God. Embrace this. Receive this. Yield to this. Uh, one of the greatest things you could ever learn in life is uh, what's God, what's not God, right? What's true, what's not true. And so you find that by God's Word, the Bible, and by His Spirit. So she said, if I can just touch, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Let me read this to you from the uh, Woost translation. I believe that's how you pronounce it, Kenneth Woost. Uh, Mark 5 and 24. It says, there kept on following with him, Jesus, a large crowd, and they kept on pressing upon him almost to the point of suffocation. And a woman having come who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had endured much suffering under the hands of many doctors and had spent all of the things which she had and was not even one bit improved, but rather grew worse. Now we talked about this a week or so ago on this, talking about this account, this is not an indictment against doctors and medicine. It's a reminder of the limitations of man. And it's also a reminder not to misplace your faith. Are y'all with me, class? Uh, we thank God for good doctors and nurses and health professionals. Uh, I pray uh, just every so often for scientists and researchers uh, to help find uh, treatments for this and for that. Uh, doctors in medicine are a natural helps to the healing ministry of God. They are not a replacement <laughs> for God's healing power. And you'll find uh, again, it, it's a natural helps because even the most brilliant surgeon can operate on you, remove a problem, try to correct something, and they may do perfect work. I mean, they may, they may do work that textbooks are written about it, and yet they didn't heal you. When they finish, they expect healing to take place. Is that right? Well, who did that? 
Somebody said, well, the body heals itself. Well, who made the body? Right? God put that healing in your body, and there's a whole lot more where that came from. They're, they're much stronger and much greater degrees of the same thing that God put in our natural bodies that causes our knee to heal up if we scrape it. Same thing. There's no intelligent person that doesn't believe in healing. Everybody that ever cut their finger, scraped their toe, you know, they saw some healing. If their body is halfway normal, they saw it heal up. Well, what is that? What is that? It comes from the Creator. So we, we saw, um, I believe it was again last week, that King Asa, it said, even though he had sought to God and trusted him when a huge army came against him that he could not deal with, and God gave him a mighty victory, yet later on he had a problem in his body, and the scripture said in his disease he didn't seek to the Lord, but he sought to the physicians and he died. He, he didn't recover. Now, again, that's not an indictment against the doctors, but what you'll see is faith misplaced is a miracle missed. Amen. Class, are you with me on this? Uh, it's not go to the doctor or have faith. It's both. And what do I do with the doctor? I mean, the doctor says I should do this. You don't just automatically do everything that a man tells you to do, whether it's a health professional or a legal professional or a finance professional. we got one God. Come on, y'all with me or not? He uses men and women to do things to help us, but not to replace Him. Right? And so you never start off a situation where you don't even check in with God and you just run to men and ask them to take care of you and just do everything that they tell you to do. You never do that. Child of God, are y'all with me? In any area. Any area. That includes, you know, your preachers and your pastors. Uh, back in the Old Testament, you know, people would go to the prophet to inquire of the Lord for them, and then he would tell them what the Lord said because the average person did not have the Spirit of God in them or on them. You couldn't tell them, be led by the Spirit. Uh, they weren't born again. They didn't have the Spirit like we do today. But today, one of the big reasons we got a better covenant established on better promises is because like the prophet said in that day they will not tell every man his brother know the Lord for they will all know him from the least to the greatest. If somebody says well you know I, I, I got so and so to counsel men they gave me some bad counseling and I did it and it messed up my life and it's your fault. <laughs> your fault. You didn't have to go to them and ask for counsel. And you certainly didn't have to follow it. You got a Bible. You got the Holy Spirit. Come on, help me out. You, you can pray. See, we got too many people. They want to blame everybody for everything wrong in their life and take zero responsibility. No, child of God. No, no, no. You are responsible to seek God in your life. 
and hear from him for yourself. And even if he's giving you some things through other people, you're still all the while checking to see, is that him? Is that him? Is that, is that him talking to me through them? Helping me through them? Or not because a human being, myself, any pastor, any minister, can be right about the first two-thirds of it and wrong about the last third. Huh? Because we got flesh. Right? And the biggest problem with us as ministers, we're like you. Right? Don't know everything. Uh, so no, don't completely rely on any man or woman or human institution. Doesn't mean you can't use it. Doesn't mean it can't benefit you. But you go first and foremost to the Lord, and you let Him tell you every step of the way how much you use that or if you don't. Hmm? All right. Uh, pray it out loud because I know I just sense there's some people watching right now. Uh, the scripture said, if you lack wisdom, ask of God, but you've got to ask in faith. Say it out loud, Father God. I look to you, look to you. First, and foremost, first and foremost, always, always to, you. to you. You are my source. You are my healer. You are my provider, my protector, my protector. Not, man. not man. I ask for wisdom, I ask for wisdom. As, to I as to what I use and what I don't use. What I do or let men do or don't let them do. I ask for the wisdom from you in Jesus' name. And so there, there are numerous cases where if you pray about it and, and there's a, maybe there's a medicine or a procedure or something that could help and you have a good witness about it. And if you think about not doing it, you're not comfortable not doing it. If you think about doing it, the more you think about it, the more you pray about it, you just have the sense, yeah, God could help them. We could get it fixed. And in a short time, I could be okay. Can you see that? See, that's a confidence. That's a faith. Well, that's the way you go then. But if you think, the more you think about it, you think, man, I got to check about that. I just don't, for lack of a better word, I don't feel good about doing that. I, something, I can't get settled. That means you don't do it. Y'all with me? That means you don't do it. Well, what do I do? You keep looking to God and he'll show you what, where, how, when. Uh, every day we wake up, we need to hear from him every day about everything. We need to be led by the Spirit. What did Proverbs say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding in all your ways. Everybody say, all your ways. All all your, your in ways. all your ways, acknowledge Him. See, that means you're not just, you know, uh, doing things on the fly. You're not just letting somebody else make all the decisions. In all your ways, you're acknowledging Him. What about this, Lord? Do I do this? What about that, Lord? Do I do what they say? What about that, Lord? What about that, Lord? You're checking inside. In all your ways, acknowledging Him. What did He say He would do when you do that? He shall direct your paths. He'll be guiding you. He'll be leading you. You'll, you'll miss the problems and you'll wind up at the right place at the right time with the right thing. And when the dust from the attack clears, you'll be standing there smiling with the victory in hand. Can you, do you believe it or not? But, but it's not something you just 
say, you know, well, everything's the will of God and just put yourself in somebody's hands and don't even pray. No, no. Every day, every situation, every juncture, every decision, every choice, you don't assume anything. You ask the Lord. You look. You check. And He'll show you. You'll have a, you're not trying to hear an audible voice, but you'll have a, a good witness about this. And the more you pray about it, think about it, the, the stronger you, you, you get on it. Or you got to check. You're just not comfortable about this. And the more you look at it, the, the less comfortable you are with it. Well, you know, leave that alone. Because there's so many things we don't know and the people involved don't know and can't know, especially things like the future. But God knows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you follow him, you won't go wrong. So uh, it said, this woman, uh, she came and she had suffered many things and many doctors, spent everything she had, wouldn't one bit improve, rather grew worse. She reached the end of what man could do. And there are such severe limitations on what we can do for each other. Thank God for what we can do, but no man is the healer. No man is the savior or the provider. You got to remember this where politicians are concerned too. Hmm? There is no man or woman, mayor, governor, councilman, president, senator, judge, there is none that's going to save us. Now, we need godly men and women, right? We need to pray, we need to vote, we need to support that will do what's right and honor God. We need them. But God will use them to do a part. And if it turns out good and helps us, it was God. Yes. Come on, are you with me or not? Yes. You should not give the glory and credit to the person or the party. Unless you want to be left high and dry soon. Because the Lord doesn't share His glory with people. It'd be a lie. They don't deserve the glory. They didn't do it. No man or woman will ever be our Redeemer, our Savior, except the one that we've already got. we already got a Savior. we already got the Savior. Oh, somebody say, I've already got, I've already got the only Savior, the best Savior, the greatest Savior. Do you know who He is? The Lord Jesus, the head of the church. I, I don't need another Savior. I've got the Savior. Now, He'll use people in many ways. We thank God for that, but we should always give the glory and credit for the Lord. Always acknowledging how limited each other are in our respective things. Looking to Him to do what only He can do. And so she could have concluded after 12 years and after spending every dollar she had, I guess it wasn't a dollar, but whatever the currency was, uh, that... Uh, her case is incurable. Her case is hopeless. And this is going to just continue to impair and probably shorten her life. But something happened. Oh, hallelujah. It said, I'm reading again the Wu's translation, having heard the things concerning Jesus... She came in the crowd behind and touched his garment, for she kept saying, If I touch even his garments, I shall be whole. Oh, somebody say, Praise God. Praise God. 
having heard the things about Jesus. How does faith come? By hearing. What changed this woman's life? Uh, Long before there was any change in her body, what changed her life? It was what she heard. And if you look at these accounts, we've already studied them in our study. Uh, Matthew 9 is where Matthew starts recording the healing of this woman. But in Matthew 8, we had already talked about the healing of the leper, the healing of the centurion's servant, the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. And in Matthew 8, 16, again, this is all prior to Matthew 9 now until we get to her. Uh, We're talking about what did she hear? It said, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. This is what she had heard. She had heard, no doubt, of some of these very things, these big uh, meetings where all these people were healed, the leper that got healed. Well, if a leper can get healed, why can't I get healed? Right? The centurion's servant, Peter's mother-in-law, delirious with a fever at death's door, if she can be healed, why can't this woman would think, well, why can't I be healed? Hearing about this, hearing what Jesus was saying, hearing what he was doing, and you know, his message was different from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Bible said the common people heard him gladly. They, even, they especially liked it when he shut down the doctors of the law. Because <laughs> most of them couldn't read or write. And so they were a real disadvantage with the Bible, excuse me, the, uh, the law scholars. And so they were, and they were real harsh and, and judgmental and um, holier than thou. And this has been going on their whole life. And, and Jesus, you know, he came along and said, you know, he told them when they were taking him to task, the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, you're like a grave, you know, like a, uh, a white painted sepulcher on the top, but you got nasty dead man's bones underneath it. And all the people went, yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, he shut them down. But his message was with grace and with kindness. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. Not, not to judge, not to find fault. He's anointed me so that the blind eyes can be healed. Hallelujah. So that the prisoner can be set free. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he'd say, today, this is coming to pass. Right here in this synagogue, right here out on this hillside, the anointing is on me today for you to be healed, for you to be delivered, for you to be forgiven. Hallelujah. How many believe it? All people go, I believe it. I believe it. And he touched them and, and they touched them. That's what this woman heard. She heard about that. Who knows? Maybe she got close enough to actually hear one of his messages or part of his messages ahead of time, or or maybe a friend of hers heard it and came back and told her. And anyway, she heard some good news. Not bad news. Good news. Good news that 
Healing has not been done away with. Healing is not just a thing of the past. Miracles are not just back in the days of Elijah and Elisha and Moses. God is moving today in our community. Hallelujah. God is moving over on the south side of town. (laughs) And I got to get to that meeting. Come on, can you see that? Faith arose in her heart from what she heard, and no doubt she heard about people touching, people touching. Matthew 14, go over there, because you'll see this happened before and after this woman with the issue of blood was healed. Now this is after in the account of Matthew, but uh, you got to think about this. When this woman was healed, this was not done in a corner. She wanted to keep it on the down low, but Jesus wouldn't let her. And so she stopped and in front of that massive suffocating crowd, she took time and relayed uh, how she had been sick all those years and all the stuff that she'd been through. Well, is that going to affect other people? And how she touched and was made whole. Then after that, things like this were happening. Because you know that word went all over town, went all over the county, all over other towns. Matthew 14, 35, when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. Now that's all the sick people in those connecting counties, we might say, in those regions. So this would have been at a minimum hundreds of people, I figured more like thousands of people, and they besought him that they might what? Only touch the hem of his garment. Hold on, hold on. Where have we heard that before? Huh? Where'd they get that? Well, the story was broadcast, right? They didn't have telephone, but they had tell a neighbor, (laughs) right? Tell a friend, Tell a co-worker. And so uh, the story about how the woman had pushed through and touched and was healed of what no doctor could help her with. Healed of what couldn't be fixed in 12 years. That spread until groups of people coming out from towns and counties would just say, if I can just touch that hymn. If I can just, can you see that? And as many as touched, were made perfectly whole. Now, amongst thousands of people, you would think you'd find one or two who weren't worthy. (laughs) Right? One or two that it just wasn't God's will to heal or it wasn't his timing yet and you cannot find a one. How many that touched got healed? Every one of them. As many as touched. And God's the same today. Everybody that came to him to be healed was healed. Everybody he touched to minister healing was healed. Has he changed today? He has not changed. A lot of people don't believe. A lot of people not receiving. But everyone that will believe and will receive can get the same results today. Somebody say, I believe. believe. I'm a believer. I'm a a receiver. receiver. And healing healing belongs to me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our time's up again. 
uh, today. As you can see, we got a lot more to go. So come back, join us again tomorrow. We'll see you soon, right here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.